This is a CNIB Foundation podcast. Discover the specialized and mainstream technology that's transforming the lives of blind and partially sighted Canadians. From the simple to the sophisticated. We'll explain what it is and how to make the most of it. This is the CNIB Smart Life Tech Cast. Here are your hosts, Jason Fair and Chris Chamberlain. Welcome to episode one of the CNIB Smart Life TechCast. We are your hosts. My name is Jason Fair. And I'm Chris Chamberlain. We're going to take some time today to talk about what this podcast is, who we are, and why we think you should listen to us, and give you an idea of what you can expect in upcoming episodes. The goal for this podcast is really to give you an idea of the breadth of technology that's out there and available to you as blind or partially sighted people. The amount of technology that's out there is absolutely staggering and it can be overwhelming to be totally honest. Our aim is to cover mobile technology, computer technology, but also low tech devices like thermometers and scales and any sorts of things like that that you might use in your home or in your daily life. To add to that, Jason, I think there's so much available that's just simply off the shelf that fortunately works for us, but has not been necessarily designed for our use. As an example, if we're dealing with a smartphone like the iPhone or an Android phone, there's so many apps out there that are totally accessible and can perform all kinds of functions on a level that is is really quite astonishing. And I guess... It all boils down to our objective, which is to impart to you our knowledge and experience with all manner of technology and how you can integrate it into your daily life. From the moment you wake up in the morning till you decide to go to bed in the evening, through a given day, how much technology can you introduce or effectively use to function through a given day, whether it's going out and about with your mobile technology, GPS, to uh, smart home devices to, say, set the heat and temperature on your furnace, to cooking with certain products that are literally off the shelf that work very, very well. And I think we can run you through a day in our lives in the types of technology that both Jason and I use that you may think, wow, that would be great for me too. So I guess what we're trying to do is not necessarily analyze the technology, but to rather show you how it can effectively work for you. It really is quite amazing that if you look back on the last five or 10 years, the amount of technology that's out there now that is accessible to us, because companies are really starting to take notice and make their products accessible. I mean, obviously the goal is to be able to set something up right from the beginning uh, and and use it, but there are occasions where maybe you might need a little bit of help with the setup, but after that's done, the product is totally accessible. And we're gonna give you as much information about that when we talk about products. We're gonna tell you, you know, what works, what works well. And we also wanna be cognizant that not everything works for everybody. There might be one set of products that works well for one person, but there might be some other 
some other product that works well for another person just based on your situation. So and your preferences. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody's got everybody's got their preferences. Everybody has you know their different ways of doing things. That's our goal is to really be that for you guys and describe what works well for us, but also what we think might work well for you based on your situation. And we'd like you to view us as a resource to assist you in choosing a piece of technology and through our demonstrations of technology and discussions, you will be better armed to move forward and make firm decisions as to what will work for you. Our job is to keep up with this stuff. I often say that 50% of my job is just keeping up (laughs) because this stuff moves so fast and, and it can be overwhelming, especially for somebody, you know, Chris and I are sort of sort of steeped in this stuff and we and we really understand it we live it we work it but we we also understand that not everybody's like that we're going to try very hard not to bombard you with a lot of really technical jargon or information that might go over your head we're going to try to boil this down um, so that somebody who's technical can understand it but also somebody who is not so technical can understand it and we'd like to think too that if the technology works for jason and i it'll no doubt work for you what we'd like to do now is just give a bit of a background on who we are. Maybe that'll give you, as a listener, some idea of why we think that you should listen to us. As I said in the beginning, my name is Jason Fair. I have been using technology all of my life. Uh, my very first computer was an Apple II uh, back in 1983 or 84. I don't remember for sure. I remember that I was in third grade and my parents very generously bought it for me because they saw that I had an aptitude for computers and, and technology and they wanted to encourage that, which I, I'm eternally grateful for. And um, so I used computers all through my, uh, you know, going to school. I learned, a program, I learned a program on the Apple II. My very first, obviously, computer that talked was on an Apple II. I am totally blind, I should mention that. And the you know, even just the, the, I was talking about advances earlier, even the advances in speech technologies is truly amazing. If you listen to the little intro for this podcast, you'll notice that one of the voices in that intro was very, very robotic and, and artificial sounding. And that was actually the Echo 2 speech synthesizer, which was on the old Apple II computer. So the sentence that that was in said, from the simple to the sophisticated. And the words from the simple were on an old Echo 2 synthesizer, which again, sounded very, very robotic. As far as employment, I started my employment career at a company called Arkenstone, which developed some of the very first sort of consumer grade optical character recognition systems. I'm talking about systems that allow a blind person to take a printed page, put it on a scanner and have it read back. There was devices like the Kurzweil Reader, but that was you know in the 70s and the size of a dishwasher. And after I was at Arkenstone, I was, I was there for four years. I went to work for a company called Sun Microsystems, which developed computer hardware and software. That wasn't actually to do with assistive tech, but just uh, I worked there for several years doing tech support. Following that, I worked for several years at a blindness training agency in Colorado. So I moved to the US in 1997 and was there for 13 years. So I am Canadian, I'm proudly Canadian, but uh, I I was in the US for 13 years and I'm back now. So after I was at the training center, I worked for, uh, I moved back to Canada and worked for Freedom Scientific, now called Vespero, for a few years doing technical support for them. And then I started at CNIB and my job here 
at CNIB currently is working with all of our staff across the country who use assistive technologies and helping them make the most of it, very similar to what we're trying to do with listeners of this podcast. So I test new systems, I evaluate new technologies, I provide um, technical support to people that use assistive technologies that need it. That's me, Chris. Yes, thanks, Jason. My roots go back to the Ontario School for the Blind in Brantford, Ontario, where I uh, did my first nine years of um, elementary education. I came to Toronto, finished high school. Toronto is my hometown. And um, went through some years of university. And my first job, interestingly enough, was with the CNIB. I worked in the CNIB library for two years. I then went on to work for the Ontario Provincial Police in technical surveillance for six years. And that's where I actually was introduced to technology for doing my job. And I had a piece of technology, our piece of uh, technology developed by the National Research Council, which was a readout of telephone numbers. So as a telephone call came in through voice synthesis, it read out the telephone number. I was then introduced to a talking computer, the HP talking computer from Maryland Computer Services, which helped me do my transcripts and various things like that. So that was my first brush with uh, digital technology. I also had a large Braille device that was a, a huge Braille printer that weighed about 300 pounds. It was a line printer. So I could get printouts from our computer system. I sort of developed a real interest in the technology and sort of became the local expert in how this HP computer functioned. And that kind of got my juices flowing in realizing that there were a lot of blind Canadians who had information challenges that needed to be met. So in 1986, I formed a company who many of you are familiar with that I ran for 32 years and sold all manner of technology ranging from speech and large print to optical character recognition braille products and everything in between so that was all very exciting for me but i always approach technology from more of a consumer side as opposed to the scientific or geek side of it i guess you could say i was interested in the technology and how it could positively impact on my life and my own daily functionality. So, for example, the computer was a very obvious one where I could surf the internet, do um, uh, email, a variety of other tasks like anyone else. But then there were other devices for recording purposes, um, Braille, which was a huge part of my life, and, and many other things. So from a practical side, this always, always interested me. And as technology has evolved, I've always looked at it from that point of view as where and how can it really impact my life or that of others I know. That's really interesting about the telephone readout that you used. I mean, that, that was before the days of caller ID. Yeah, there was a gentleman uh, by the name of uh, Jim Swale who was working for the National Research Council and he developed that for me out of a request from the Ontario Provincial Police who were trying to figure out a way that I could read telephone numbers on a digital readout. And uh, the NRC developed this box with a, a synthesized voice 
card in it and uh, it would read out one digit at a time and it could store up to four or five uh, numbers, I guess. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, it, it really is amazing how far we've come. And I think too with the smartphones and so on, whether they be Android or iPhones, the plethora of applications on those phones that we just almost now take for granted because our phones are filled with applications and each one of them does something for us, whether it's a book reading technology, whether it's GPS, whether it's uh, cookbooks, it could be anything. But just the ability to have access to all of this information is almost overwhelming. This first episode has really been meant as an introduction to what the rest of this podcast will contain, and also just an introduction to us as your hosts. The next episodes that you're going to see are going to be much more targeted. We want to give you an idea of what you can expect coming up. The next episode is going to be an episode on Microsoft Soundscape. This is a, a groundbreaking piece of technology. It's an iPhone app that really is a much different take on your traditional GPS application. So we're going to talk about that and what it is and how to use it and what, uh, what benefits it can give you. In upcoming episodes, we're going to be talking about GPS technology. Uh, as, aside from Soundscape, we're going to be talking about what other GPS technologies are out there. And because it's summer right now when we're recording this and when these episodes are going to be released, the first few are going to be sort of summer related, getting out, cooking. So um, one of the other episodes we're going to be talking about is how to barbecue. And maybe I'll let Chris talk a little bit about that. Yeah, what we're really talking about here, I guess, is and what people like to do and what their interests are. So we're going to do an episode on barbecuing. And essentially, it's going to talk about different types of barbecuing, different pieces of technology that can assist in the end result, which is either a juicy steak on your plate or a great hamburger, whatever. Um, we're going to be talking about outdoor cooking, whether it's uh, gas, coal fire, whatever. And beyond that, the idea is to talk about lifestyle and introduce different technologies that can enhance that experience for you. Do we expect every one of you to go out and barbecue? No. But we want you to understand that it's possible. If it's something that you feel like you want to do, go do it. And we're going to give you some tips on, on how to do that. Aside from that, we're going to have episodes on home automation, braille technologies. And home maintenance. So I would say stay tuned on each episode. We will announce what the next episode will be. And we really hope that this is something that people find informative and useful. And we anticipate that this will be an ongoing series that will be exciting and truly beneficial for everyone. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. Uh, we really thank you for listening. And again, this has been the CNIB Smart Life TechCast. Have a great day. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jason. For more CNIB Foundation podcasts, visit cnib.ca slash podcasts.